He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Super Scientist Nano Girl is on a mission to show everyone the wonders of science. She's joined by her trusty sidekick, the constantly learning artificial intelligence repository. We call her Claire. Let's cross now to Nano Girl's secret lab. Oh no, another PowerPoint blown. Claire, remind me to put in more PowerPoints next time I redesign the lab. Or you could clear away the equipment that you're not using. Mm, Claire, it might look like there's an octopus growing out of my walls, but I know what every plug is for. This one turns on the lamp. Oh, okay. Mm, this one turns on the lamp. Oh, I like this song. Oh, but that's not actually the lamp. Uh, maybe this one? Oops. Who turned out all the light? Oh, you've now blown all the fuses in the lab, haven't you? Mm, hey, didn't you say that we had a question coming from somebody somewhere? My senses tell me you're changing the subject. But we did have a good question from Connor. Where does electricity come from? There's a bunch of different ways that we could make electricity in Aotearoa. And, well, we really don't have time to cover them all off, but uh, ooh, which one should we choose? You haven't visited Rob at the wind farm for a while. Great idea, Claire. The wind farm is amazing and Connor will love it. Hey, Kornada, have a safe flight. I'll repair the fuses while you're out. Okay, I've got to get to St. Peter's College. I wonder which one it is. Oh, that looks like a cool school. I'm going to drop it here and see what happens. Whoa! What was that? Is that a rocket ship? Oh, man, that was my best. Actually, it was probably my worst landing yet. Hold on. This looks like a school. Let's find out where I am. Hello? Hi. Who is it? Hi, where am I? St. Peter's College. <gasps> St. Peter's College. Perfect. That's exactly where I need to be. Now, I'm looking for somebody called Connor. Do you know Connor? Hi. Hi, are you Connor? Yes. Hey, Connor, you wrote into Nano Girl with a science question. Do you remember what it was? Where does electricity come from? <gasps> That's right. Where does electricity come from? I see you have some friends here with you. Does anybody know where electricity comes from? If you want to put something in the wall, where do you find electricity? A plug. In a plug. And how do you think it gets to the plug? Don't know. We don't know. Well, then that's a really good question. Where does electricity come from? Do you know what? I'm not 100% sure, but I have a friend. His name is Rob, and he does know. Who wants to come in the jet vault with me and find Rob? Me! Okay, here we go. All right, everybody, squeeze in, squeeze. Oh, now it's tight. Seatbelts on. Okay, are you all in? Yeah. Right, yeah. we're going to go straight up. Hold on tight. Here we go. Whoa! All right, it's really windy out here. We're going to go turn a left. Whoa! All right, uh, turn a right. Whoa! Is everybody okay? Anybody feeling sick? A little bit. A little bit? <laughs> oh, look over there. Can you see out the window? There's a, there's a spinny thing. I think, I think that might be a wind turbine. Can you see it? Yes. Yeah. Now, we'd better not fly too close to it, otherwise we might get chopped up. So I'm going to try and land over in this field over here. Um, I'm not very good at landing, so I need you to just hold on really tight because, well, we're going to drop out of the sky. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Ah! Oh, landed. Perfect. Everybody okay? 
kind of. No, not really. <laughs> Everybody got your arms and legs still on? Yes. Everybody seat belt still on? Yes. Okay, yes. so let's unhook. We're going to see if we can find one. Here we go. There he is. There he is. Okay, everybody, come and meet my friend Rob Fryer. Hey, Rob, how are you? Kia ora, Nanogil. I'm really good, thanks. I have brought some friends with me, and they are from St. Peter's College. And Connor has a question for you. Where does electricity come from? Wow, what a great question. Well, it comes from right here. We've got 55 turbines on this farm, and each one of those spins in the wind and generates electricity. So we're on a wind farm? A wind farm, that's right. That's cool. Um, so what are those big spinny structures out there? Well, they're a wind turbine nano girl. So what they do is they directionally catch the wind and spin around and generate electricity from the wind. What do you think, kids? Can you see them? What do they look like? Big poles with pointy things on them. What's that thing we had when we were kids that would blow into and it'd spin? A pinwheel. Windmill. How does a spinny thing turn into electricity? Before we get to that, why don't we talk about how we measure electricity? So electricity is measured by uh, what we call watts. What's a watt? A watt's a small unit of energy, and a kilowatt is a thousand of those small units. A light bulb that you guys have at home will have labels on them telling you how much electricity they use. A normal light bulb that is 25 watts will give out less light than one that's 60 watts. So basically this farm, this wind farm, will light up an awful lot of light bulbs. Yeah, 90 megawatts of electricity comes out of this farm. A megawatt is a million watts. It's enough energy for 45,000 homes. Wow, 45,000 homes are powered just from these windmills up here. Just this wind farm. How does it do that? So the three blades on the turbine spin in the wind and they're about 35 metres long, and they're not really flat. They've got a curve on them. So this wing shape is sort of the same shape. It reminds me of an aeroplane, sort of where if you look at an aeroplane wing, you can see the top of the aeroplane wing is a different shape to the bottom. The laws of physics works everywhere, eh? So the blades are really light, and they can turn even in light winds. So they catch the wind and turn, and then what happens is the shaft that those blades are on spins in the house on top of the turbines called the nacelle and that's where the gearbox and the generator live. So for one complete turn of the blades a bunch of shafts and gears in the hub turns the gearbox and then in turn that goes around three times faster to turn the generator and that's where the power comes from in the generator. So basically uh, it spins fast and generates energy. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's go see one up close. Who wants to do that? Me! It's <laughs> <This is> so <laughs> cool! <laughs> Alright, well, it's a pretty windy day out here. We're going to walk into one of these wind turbines. Look above you, what can you see? Wow, wow the blades are so big. How tall do you think it is? A hundred times my height. <laughs> How tall is it, Rob? They are 70 metres tall, which is three quarters of a rugby field. 70 metres. I reckon I'm one and a bit metres tall, so maybe 60 times higher than me. It's huge. And what do you think it's made out of? Um, concrete, metal. Yep, so the towers are made out of steel and they're in three sections bolted together and then welded for extra safety so they can handle the winds. 
So it's a pretty windy day here. What do you think is happening? Why is this turbine spinning? Because there's lots of wind. Mm-hmm. And the wind's doing what? Spinning it. <laughs> Making energy. That's right. It's free energy. So when the wind blows and the turbine spins, it's generating power. But what happens when it's not windy? Ah, that's a fantastic question. So when it's not windy, which doesn't happen very often at this farm, about 25 days a year, the turbines actually slow down and don't work in the low winds. So I see we're on the top of a hill. Is that important? Extremely important because with the turbine 70 metres higher than this hill, it's catching all the good clean wind, which means no trees and, and no other hills obscuring it. So these blades I can see spinning above our head, they look pretty big. How big do you think these blades are? Um, 50 metres. Oh, that's pretty close guess. They're 35 metres each and they weigh six tonnes. Six tonnes? How many elephants do we think that is? <laughs> Rule of thumb, they're a ton each, aren't they, an elephant? There we go. That's a lot of elephants. <laughs> Does anyone want to get up close and have a look at one? Yes. 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 All right, let's go head over here. Right, kids, we're just going to jump over out of the wind and you'll be able to stand up inside a blade and see what it looks like and that's where the guys are actually working. Are people inside it now? No, no, but that's where they do have to go to work. Okay, Rob, we're next to a, what looks like a very long piece of metal, is it metal? No, they're actually fibreglass. So ah. they're made out of wood and fibreglass and then they're attached to a metal end where they join onto the hub. And that's where all the bearings and things go. Why would we make them out of fibreglass? Aerodynamic. Yep. It's also to help with the shape. So as you can see, when you look down along the blade, they're actually curved and they've got a little flex in them at the end so that when they're up on the turbine, they can twist and flex and catch the best wind. I'm looking at these and they look a bit like an aeroplane wing. Are they designed like that? They seem to be shaped differently on the top and the bottom. More like a propeller than an aeroplane wing, but yes, they do have a bit of a um, nice curve on them. And so this one is lying down and I can see a hole in the bottom. What's that hole for? That's called the hub hatch. And that's where the guys that fix the turbines actually climb into them and do their repairs. Can we climb into this turbine? I think we should. What do you reckon? Yes! All right, who's going first? I will. <laughs> Whoa, this is cool. What can you do? I can't see much. It's pretty dark. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it won't smell very nice. Ah! I actually like the smell. I feel like I'm like a mouse wheel. It's quite long. It's circle with a point at the top. And what does it look like it's made of on the inside? Wood. It kind of looks like the bottom of our boat. Yeah, that's correct. It is looking a bit like the bottom of a boat. And that's the shape that the guys get with the wood and the fiberglass to make it nice and solid. This is so cool. These blades have been sitting on the ground for two years. They're our spare set, so we will put these up when we need to do a blade repair. And so do people walk into these when they're up yep. on the top of the mat, so they're 75 metres above the ground and walking inside these? Yep, that's correct. So what they do is they set the turbine up uh, into the wind and they put them in what we call the bunny ears position. <laughs> And they can work up high or they can step down into the blade in the bunny ears position. How do they get up there? 
Well, these turbines are 15 years old, so unfortunately my technicians have to climb a ladder which runs up the middle of the tower and gets to the top and then they have to climb up from the, from the top of the ladder into the, into the hub and the nacelle on top. That's really high. It is really high. It's a hard climb. Some of them have to do it two or three times a day. How fast would these turbines spin? So in good wind, which is what this wind farm has a lot of, they'd spin 17 times per minute. But at the tip of the blade, that's 260 kilometres an hour, which is more than twice as fast as mum and dad can drive on the open road. Whoa! What happens if the wind comes in the other direction? Well, that's where the computers kick in. So each turbine has a, uh, two or three computers up in the nacelle or the hub. And what happens is the weather station on the top of the turbine picks up the change in the wind direction and the computer tells the turbine that it needs to turn around and face into the wind so that it can generate power. What happens when uh, the wind is too fast? So when the wind's too strong, and that can be 24 metres a second, which is about 100 kilometres an hour, as fast as mum and dad drive on the open road, the turbines will shut themselves down and keep themselves safe. So what happens there is the blade will twist flat against the wind and the wind will just blow over them and they'll just idle in the wind. Why are some of them not going? Oh, another fantastic question. So each turbine is made up of electronics and hydraulic components and sometimes they fail. So what my team of people have to do is they have to go out and diagnose what's wrong with the turbine and then they have to climb up the ladder inside them and fix them. So there's quite a strict maintenance schedule for us to adhere to to make sure that we can keep them in tip-top shape. What if there's no wind? Doesn't happen very often, but when there's no wind, the turbines will just wind themselves back down, they'll face into the direction of the breeze, and they'll sit there and wait until the wind picks up again. So does that mean, like, are we in a good wind place? Are there better wind places than others? Yep, so... New Zealand is renowned for having good wind, um, but we have a team of scientists that go out and measure wind. Sorry, Rob, I'm just getting a call through from my nanobot, Claire. I have some urgent wind farm information. Oh, OK. Scientists use wind class to figure out which turbine is suitable for different sites. There's a standard measure for wind class, and it's determined by three factors. Average wind speed, extreme 50-year gust, and turbulence that the RBT farm is a Category 1A site as the prevailing wind is constant. The annual average speed is 10 metres per second. Oh, wow. Thanks so much, Claire. Are they noisy? Some people think they're noisy. Um, when you're up close to them and they're spinning, they do make a bit of a whooshing sound, but uh, where the wind farms are generally based, there's not many houses around them, so uh, people and towns and things are quite protected from that. Can I just plug my phone into the turbine and will it just charge up? Unfortunately, no. So what happens with the power is when it comes out of the generator, it goes through big cables down the middle of the tower and then it goes across to the substation, which is in near the offices where we were earlier today, and that's where the power gets converted to smooth, manageable power that goes out on the high-voltage lines to the power station. Does that mean all of the electricity come from these wind farms? No, not all of it. So this farm generates enough power for 45,000 homes, but in the uh, water catchment areas, like down south where the big lakes are, they've got hydro stations. 
And what happens there is they build big dams and the water banks up against the dams and then it goes down a chute and through a turbine which spins and generates power. So there's two types of main electricity in New Zealand and we're just starting to get into solar. So they're both spinny turbine things. One of them is the turbine is moved by the wind and it spins yep. and the other one is it's moved by the water and it spins. Yep, that's But it's correct. just about spinning things to create energy that we turn into electricity. Correct. Oh, I see. Hey, Connor, does that help you explain where electricity comes from? Yes, thanks. Thank you, Rob. OK, now it's pretty cold and windy up here. I reckon it's probably time for us to get you back somewhere warm, back to school. Do you want to go back in the jet vault? Yes. Are you sure? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to try and navigate this wind and navigate some of these spinning turbines and get back into the jet vault. Okay, everybody tuck yourself in. Seatbelts on. Here we go. Claire, I'm back. Oh, and the lights are on. That's cool. All the fuses have been replaced. How was Rob in the wind farm? It was so great to see Rob and learn all about renewable electricity. These trips always fire my brain up. I've got to get into the lab now to try a new experiment. I just thought up. For this experiment, you're going to need an A4 piece of paper cut into a square, some sharp scissors, a ruler, a stick of glue, a pencil, a popsicle stick or even a plastic drinking straw, and a thumbtack or a pin. So first we're going to fold the square of paper, both in half diagonally on both ends, so you end up with four lines going to the centre of your paper. Now, using some scissors, you're going to cut along these folds almost to the centre, but leaving a little bit in the middle. Now, use a pencil to mark the very centre of the paper, and you're going to bend the four corners into the middle and glue them using a glue stick. OK, now push the thumbtack through the centre of the windmill and into the popsicle stick, about one centimetre from the end, leaving room for the windmill to spin. And here's the fun bit. You're going to blow on the edge of the windmill and make it spin. And that's how you make a windmill. To have your own science adventure, check out the video on the RNZ website. It's got all of the instructions that you're going to need to build your own windmill. Have a go and let us know how you get on by emailing us on scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. Experiments always make me hungry. I might just pop out and whip up a quick smoothie. Remember, right? This one is the switch for the blender. That is a lovely lamp, Nano Girl. Thanks for listening to Nano Girl's great science adventures. And thanks to St. Peter's College, especially students Olivia Jensen, Connor Fryer, Ella Apthorpe, Fia Smith, and Riley Fryer for coming on the adventure with us. And especially thanks to Rob Fryer from Meridian Energy for teaching us all about wind power. Find all of Nano Girl's great science adventures on any podcasting app. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio too. It's also on the RNZ and Nano Girl websites. Wherever you find it, remember to click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. And rate us too. Then others get to have great science adventures as well. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have a great question, don't be afraid to ask us. Email scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. 
This podcast was made by Dr. Michelle Dickinson, Sophie Fern, Marie Pipe, Jocelyn Bunch, Crystal Lee Brown, Liz Garton, Tim Watkin, and RNZ's amazing sound engineers. Until our next adventure. Kakitiano! Kaki